Hey everybody, it's John O'Brien with a pop call on, uh, well, the start of the holiday season. I went shopping today with Sir James for Christmas. Um, by the way, John O'Brien, uh, entrepreneur and uh, builder of things uh, and organizations and hopefully movements, 40 organizations that I've created from scratch coming up in South Central LA and Compton, California. You might know Operation Hope, which is the largest nonprofit financial literacy organization. Uh, you might know Operation Hope, which is the largest nonprofit. Hey, Bishop Dewberry, good to see you coming on board. Uh, the largest nonprofit financial literacy organization in the country, um, financial literacy, uh, financial inclusion organization in the country that I, that I founded, our Brian Group Ventures and the Promise Homes Company, which I started earlier this year. Um, I see you guys signing on. I know it's a Saturday night. A lot of folks are out and about doing Christmas shopping. That's cool. You'll get this message. Hey, JL. Uh, just made a big order from JL, one of our Hope Business in the Box awardees at Operation Hope. Uh, I see Johannesburg signing in. Hey, Ted. O'Neill, hello. hello, Merry Christmas uh, to you. Uh, so uh, I'm going to talk about an interesting topic, or a topic I find interesting, um, that uh, hopefully you'll share with others that you love. Uh, hey, Raleigh, North Carolina signing in. Tiffany, Leon, uh, Durbin signing in from Dayton, Ohio. Bishop Dewberry, uh, a good man. Hey, my man. Really proud of all that you do. Um, Zadwa, hello. So I don't normally go live on Saturday nights because it's pretty much a horrible night to do it. Everybody's got their plans, but I wanted to get this in the, out in the ether and let it sort of circulate uh, through the net. 45 million viewers on this, of this series, by the way. Uh, 500,000 plus. JL says working on my order. She's, we just ordered a big order for her for, for, her for, for, our, for Christmas. One of our Hope Business Box uh, uh, young awardees, 16 years old and changing the world. Um, so, but I, but I wanted to get this out to you in the in the spirit of the holiday season. Went shopping today with Sir James for Christmas, and was approached by several people. Hey, Melody, Baysworth, Baysmore, uh, several people who were really inspired by the work that we do by Operation Hope, by this book, the memo that they read and said it's changed their life. And for all that I met uh, out there, uh, thank you for your love. Uh, and remember, uh, limits we have none. Uh, and if you see me out and about, please don't feel bad about stopping me. I, I, as long as I'm not on a phone call or in the middle of some business, I'm happy to stop and take some time to chat with you, take a photo, or say hello. Okay, let's jump into this topic. Um, the, 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 the spirit of Christmas uh, that you may not be aware of, hey, Charles Johnson, um, that will build you wealth. Let me go back and talk about Christmas that, uh, that it may not be obvious to folks. Hey, David from Cape Town. Um, so we all know, well, people, too many, too many folks think that Christmas is about shopping and gifts. It clearly is not. Um, some people uh, still remember that Christmas is about Jesus, hey, Tanya Collins, um, and the fact that he gave his life uh, so that we may have life, uh, thus Christmas and Christ. Um, but it's not even, uh, it, the, the, the secret meaning I'm talking about is not even limited to the story of Jesus and Christ. Remember that Jesus God, his father, have no self-esteem problems, so you can call him whatever you want. It's all energy. All our energy is his, and, and we're not human beings having a spiritual experience. We're spiritual beings having a human experience. The fifth chapter of this book, by the way, deals with spiritual wealth, and I'll say this right now. If you have spiritual wealth, uh, you'll never be poor. If you don't have spiritual wealth or inner wealth, all the money in the world will not save you. Um, and uh, you, you really need to read this chapter. Hey, Albert Watkins from Houston. Read this chapter, fifth chapter, over and over and over again of this book. Uh, hey, Melanie. So Jesus, Jesus is the reason for the season. Uh, hey, Shelley Mills. Um, so uh, here is the, the, the topic for the evening. 
Um, 2,000 years ago, probably 2,000 plus, um, the, well, more than that, um, we had a shift in values. And for a moment in time, uh, and maybe we'll use Adam and Eve as a demarcation mark, but for a moment in time, we had a society with our economy sitting inside of our economy. I'm going to tell you why this Christmas season is my favorite season of the year and why it's so special. It may not be what you think, but I'm going to give you a reason for hope in your own life. So uh, for a while, we had an economy that sat inside of our culture and our society. But then things changed, and mankind's selfishness and our insecurities and our fears and our, our, our utter uh, arrogance uh, uh, hijacked um, our values. And now we have uh, a culture that sits inside of our economy. And it's been that way for at least uh, a couple thousand years. I'm going to repeat that. It used to be that we used to have a, 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 an economy that sat inside of our culture. Uh, hey, Eric from Hattiesburg, Mississippi. Now we have a culture that sits inside of our economy. And that is the reason I, that I want you to learn all, get the memo and learn how to make this economy work for you and live inside a free, free enterprise system. Not because I'm endorsing it as the best way to go, although I think free enterprise is not a bad system if you make it work for you and keep it in, in, in the borders of some very positive values. Not because I, I think actually capitalism and democracy are horrible system, systems except for every other system. Uh, so I'm just telling you how to make the system work for you if you're in the system. Hey, Demetrius. So if you're going to be in the system, uh, uh, if you're being run out of town, get in front of the crowd and make like a parade. If you're going to get run out of town, hey, Lynn, get in front of the crowd and make like a parade. If you're going to be in the system, don't just uh, be good at it. Don't just master it. Uh, 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 control it. Control your own life and reimagine the whole game with you in the pilot seat. So, so why is this the best season for me? And why do I love it so? Because it is the only season, this is the key here, it is the only time of year, really, where our culture is not completely hijacked. It is the only time of year where... For two or three weeks, it gets stretched sometimes. Hey, Eugene, it gets stretched. Okay, you guys like, you know what I'm talking about here. It gets stretched sometimes for to three weeks, but certainly for two weeks of the whole year, out of 365 days of the year, there's a couple weeks where we're about love. Let me know if, you, if you're feeling me here. We're about love. We're about uplift. We're about positivity. We're about energy. Hey, Anthony Foster from North Carolina. We're about giving, not just receiving. We, we're, we're about the larger concept of life, family culture, arts, joy, reading, reflection, reminders. Um, as we go, Gabriel says, real talk, as we, as we end one year and, and reset ourselves for the new year with New Year's resolutions and all, we sit back for a moment and we step out of the matrix of our lives and we reposition our minds for, on something what a friend of mine would call higher consciousness or higher frequencies. We have higher frequency thoughts. And for the, for the, for the, for the other uh, 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 weeks of the year other than these two weeks we are really operating in many of us on low frequencies not high frequencies we're, we're, we, uh, far too many of us are working on low frequencies uh, low vibrations about getting and not giving about taking Eric says 100% agree about being takers about all of us by the way about getting paid about, about getting over about succeeding about achievement about aspiration about grinding, um, and unfortunately, sometimes grinding others down. 
Uh, we're so far, and we may run over somebody and not even know we're running over them. We may, we may trample somebody or insensitive to somebody and not even know it because we're just so in our groove and so focused on what we want. And this whole society, hey, Sean from, North, from D.C., this whole society, uh, unfortunately, in most parts of the year is focused on values that are hijacking our culture because, we, because during that time we have a culture that sit inside of an economy and the economy is forcing us to behave in ways that we don't find very positive. But what would happen if you took your, if your, your, your economy and reset it inside of your culture? And, and so the only economy that really matters, the only economic decisions that really matter for these two weeks are shopping for others. Is 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 uh, hey Shelly Mills? Thank you. I'm proud of you uh, too. Thank you very much, Shelly Mills. Is it, it's it when in these times uh, uh, from let's say December 15th to January 2nd or 3rd, we have the spirit of giving. We've got this. We're in a, we're again a higher frequency, a higher vibration, a a place where we recognize our spiritual wealth. Well, I'm gonna say it again. In, a, in an old uh, philosopher once said, "We're not human beings having a spiritual experience." We are spiritual beings having a human experience. And one of the reasons that we feel down and depressed a lot of times of the year is that we know we're not in our dharma. We know we're not in our zone. We, not, we know we're not in our, in our space. We're not in our lane. We're not where we need to be, where we, sh where we should be. We're doing what we have to do versus doing what we need to do. We're doing what we, what we're living by surviving and not by thriving. Something I make a point all uh, constantly in this book. When you're living by surviving and not by thriving, by fundamentally you're not living in your true essence and you're going to be depressed, distressed, overwhelmed, and not feeling joyful. People ask me, am I happy? I say, I'm joyful. What does that mean? You can be happy and joyful. You can be unhappy and joyful. But once you know what joy is, you'll never be unjoyful. So I walk through uh, the world through my year consciously oblivious to most things because there's a lot of negative energy around us that's trying to hijack your love, hijack your faith, hijack your fear, hijack your joy because misery loves company. Okay, I'm getting off the topic. Let me get back on this topic of Christmas and why this is such a special time. I believe this is a special time not just for Christians but for everybody because you get a dip, because society gives you a pass. Tell me if you agree with this now. Society, your employer, the government, everybody, your your in-laws, everybody thinks it's important to be nice. <laughs> During this time, everybody sort of sort of gets a break. You get off the playing field, you take off your pads, take off your helmet, take off your your your, your, your frown, and it's important during this time to be. It's okay. I'm sorry to be nice. George Harris is operating within a vortex. Do you agree with what I'm saying? Do you understand what I'm saying? That is that, that versus being just angry and about me and about what I'm getting, hey Joyce Baxter, and about my ambition, that during this time it's like a step back and it's, a, it's about a new philosophy for a couple weeks of loving, of giving, of supporting, of caring. And the gift giving is an example of that. Going shopping uh, for others sets off endorphins, or it should, Sean says, Agree. It should set off endorphins in your head and your spine, your spirit that are a different kind of endorphins about love and support. So when you move from the left side of your brain, which is analytical, to the right side of your brain, which is about dreaming, caring, it's about creativity, it's about support, you can't help but be more positive. And so my gift to you tonight is to suggest that you extend these two weeks, Albert Watkins says I agree, these two weeks of joy, these two weeks where you have less stress, where the two weeks where the world... Uh, Jamie Nelson's watching, who is who does a lot of my social media. Good guy. Uh, uh, a sense of togetherness, uh, Eric says. Exactly. Give me your comments here about what are the 
feelings you get during this two-week period between December 15th and just after New Year's that are different from the feelings you get for the, the rest of the year and how you feel society is giving you a, an endorsement, if you will, to behave differently. And when you write these notes down, what these feelings are, just put them in the comments. I want you to ask yourself, what would happen if you, got these, if you had these feelings all year round? How would your life be different? What would you do if you knew you could not fail? Hey, Tiffany, what would you do? How would you live your life? How would you, how would you exalt your life if you knew you could not fail? How would you live your life differently? How, and what would happen if, if, okay, maybe I can't guarantee you the whole year uh, of, joy, of joy. Maybe I can't guarantee you half the year of joy. But what it would happen if, if I could encourage you to take these two weeks where you're about loving, giving, joy, uh, about fulfillment, uh, George says unstoppable. These two weeks for him is about George Harris being unstoppable. Perfect. What if unstoppable went from two weeks to three weeks? If, if unstoppable went from two weeks to four weeks? Uh, uh, Melody absolutely needs to be consistent. Exactly. It's kind of like, uh, let me see, I uh, can't read that whole comment from Eric. I'll read it uh, and respond after. But if you make your comments, just give me a word or two. I can see it on the comments. I can repeat it. Uh, so give me a word that, that symbolizes what these two weeks mean for you um, uh, and, and, and it's important that they come from your soul and your heart. So, uh, uh, so and, and what would happen if you, if you gave yourself not just two weeks of this, but caring and sharing? Ricky Bugs, great. So what if I told you not just thoughts or things, but disease is mostly dis-ease? So to, to Ricky's comment of caring and sharing, what if I told you that a lot of disease is mostly dis-ease? That, that if you go in the hospital and you say, I'm going to die, there's a 50% chance that you'll die. has nothing to do with the doctors. If you think you're going to get fired, there's a good chance you're going to be fired. It has nothing to do with your employer. Because, because thoughts are things, and whether you believe you can or you believe you can't, you're absolutely right. Whether you believe you can or you believe you can't, you're absolutely right. Remember, limitless, exactly, limits. We have none. George Harris says, if we extended this thought, this process of, the last, of these two weeks between December 15th in early January, we would have a limitless mentality. So there's a, 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 a survey done by Gallup that, that proved that, that the best companies in the world have about 15% of highly engaged workers. Gwen says love and giving. Exactly. If you had a desire or a spirit of love and giving, how much different would that affect your energy, your spirit? Tyra says the sky is not the limit. Uh, uh, you are the limit. So if you weren't limiting yourself, and if you were about love and caring and giving, how would your life be different? Again, this Gallup uh, 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 survey said that the best companies in the world, the most profitable companies in the world, the happiest companies in the world, have 15% of highly engaged workers. These are people who are living their dharma, living in their truth, living in their joy. And that same company has double that amount of highly disengaged workers. These are people who show up for work and basically say, this crap will never happen. Whatever your plan is, Mr. Balls or Mrs. Balls, I'm going to be the, the, uh, 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 the, 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 the thud in your punch bowl. I'm going to be the negative energy in your whole life, and I'm going to make sure that this crap won't happen. You're paying people to destroy your company. And have people, get this, just show up and go on Facebook. They, just go, they, they don't mean you any harm. They just, they're just... They're just sort of floating through life. And the Bible says, be hot or be cold, but if you're lukewarm, I'll spat you out. Translation, even God doesn't like mediocrity. Boom. So what would happen if you stopped being mediocre? What would happen if you stopped settling? What would happen if you decided to live your best life? 
if you decided that, that not just between December, uh, Yvonne says, amen, or between December 15th and January 2nd to be happy, but you made a decision that for, uh, for another week in January, you're going to be joyful, and that there's four weeks uh, between December and, and January going to be joyful. Uh, uh, Joy says that's so right. And what happens if you let, extend that to February and say, I'm going to be joyful? You just decide, you just make a decision, listen to me now, that no one's going to depress you. No one's going to distress you. No one's going to beat you down. Uh, 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 Iris says, be strong. That's right. Be internally strong. Because it's not, let me tell you something. Let me tell you what limitless is. It's not what people call you, is Reverend Cecil Murray in wisdom here. It's what you answer to that's important. That's in this book. And to answer out of your name is the weakness. But you must, it is not what people call you, it's what you answer to that's important. And never, ever, ever answer out of your name. And to argue with a fool proves there are two. So if I don't like me, I'm not going to like you. Sherry says joyful every day. Exactly. Write this down, folks. Write this down and put it on your wall. Make these your New Year's resolution. Now I want to get a new car. Now I don't want to get a new house. If you understand wealth, this is a best-selling book, and I don't talk about 401k plans or any kind of investment schemes. This, this book this is a bestseller in budgeting and finance. does not talk about budgeting and finance. It talks about a mindset, about upgrading your software. It's about being limitless. So here's, here's a key to life. Write this down. If I don't like me, I'm not going to like you. If I don't feel good about me, I'm not going to feel good about you. If I don't believe in me, it's hard for me to believe in you. Hey, Michael Scott. If I don't love me, I don't know how to love you. Thank you, Sean, since you just bought the book. If I don't respect me, then it's hard for me to respect you. And here's a big one. If I don't have a purpose in my life, I'm going to make your life a living hell. Because whatever, Bobby says so true. Bobby Jasmine. Because whatever goes around, comes around. So think about the words you've written down here. Hey, Jimmy Craig just bought the book. Thank you. So what, think, by the way, money back guarantee. Read the book. You don't like it? Uh, Taneda uh, says, real talk. Send it back to my office, uh, and we will send you your money back. Even if you mark it all up, we'll send you your money back, money back guarantee. Send, no questions asked. Send you a check. Leave, we'll then donate the book to a local school. I have not had anybody send this book, money back, this book back to me and ask for anything. All I got is notes saying it changed their life, changed the way they think. Uh, about their life. I just had dental surgery yesterday and I should be <laughs> laid out but because my mental energy and my emotional energy is different so so my my body responds accordingly. Yes, I need to take care of myself but but if I had a negative mentality and a defeatist mentality, I'd be laid out of the couch right now with a with a swollen mouth. But I just had dental surgery yesterday, literally dental a dentist like stepping into my mouth with a drill and yet I'm talking to you today as if I had no problem in the world because I decided that I didn't. I decided I'm healthy, and I actually feel better today than I did when I was 20. What about you? That is not because I go to the gym five days a week, because I do not. I do work out 15 minutes a day. It is because, because I, uh, a friend of mine says that, it, that, that a lot of being healthy physically is about what you put in your mouth. 80% is, uh, is about what you put in your mouth, and 20% is about working out. I would say that spiritual wealth is about you putting your head, your soul, your spirit. We're going to buy the book, Miguel says. You can buy it at Barnes and Nobles and all the other stores, airport stores and whatever, but Amazon uh, is probably the easiest. Online is probably the easiest. Uh, Gwen said the memo so far is so good. Good. Uh, uh, and Jamie Nelson said, and I also came to work the same day. Jamie Nelson works at Opera Show said, after dental surgery, I didn't go home. I didn't punk out like a lot of people and say, oh, I, I, this is the day off for me. Uh, I got dental surgery, so I'm going to go home. No, I t came to work 
direction uh, from the dental office to the job uh, because I, one, I love what I do, but also it's setting a standard for everybody else. If I don't show up for work, neither will they. If I'm punking off, then so will they. It, watch how you live your life. It may be the only Bible that anybody else reads. How can you be a role model if you're not a role model? How can kids, in other, what did I say? You hang around nine broke people, you'll be the tenth. How can you be a role model to others when you're not a role model for yourself? Let me see. The, only in the dictionary does the word success come before the word work because it's alphabetical. Uh, you've got to live your truth, and you've got to live your truth with both feet. You've got to be passionate about your life. And let me ask you a question as we end 2017 and go into 2018. What are you waiting for? Uh, I will. Uh, tomorrow I'll be successful. Tomorrow I'll get a new job. Tomorrow I'll get uh, divorced. Tomorrow I'll get married. Tomorrow I'm going to start my business. Tomorrow, tomorrow, next year. What, let me tell you what. Tomorrow never comes. Next year never comes. That, that's just a fallacy. In fact, it doesn't even exist. Yesterday's a memory and doesn't exist. Tomorrow's a promise and hasn't happened. Hey, Kimberly, you're welcome. The, all you got is this present moment. That's it. And why are people miserable? Because they've got one foot in yesterday, worrying about woulda, coulda, shoulda, uh, I was abused, I was, what Quincy Jones says, we all need a moratorium on childhood trauma. I'm not saying it didn't exist. I'm saying you can't do anything about it, but heal from it, let it go, and move on. But if you have one foot back there, then it's like an anchor's holding you back. And you got one foot in the future, I can't be happy because I'm not married. I can't be happy because I don't have a child. I can't be happy because I didn't, didn't get a promotion. I can't be happy because of racism. I can't be happy because of police brutality. I can't be happy because uh, you know, my, I haven't found the one I love. If you don't love yourself, then you can't love anybody else, and no one can love you. Because you can't give anybody what you do not have. Are you hearing me? This is, this is the church of what's happening now, and what have you done for me lately? If you only have 30% to give, then you're going to get 30% back because whatever goes around comes around. So in order for you to build a better a, a, a wall of relationships and power around you, you got to deliver and bring more, wall, more relationship and power to the party. If you want to be loved, you got to give love. You want to give. You want to have faith. You got to give faith. You want to be trusted. You got to extend trust. You you cannot. If you want to have friends, you got to be a friend. Like I keep saying, and this replies to everything. You cannot be. Uh, 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 you cannot discriminate uh, in your brain and integrate in your pocket. You cannot discriminate against somebody in your brain, in your soul. I don't like white people. I don't like black people. I don't like Latinos. I don't like Asians. But then you want your pockets to be filled for money from everybody. It does not work that way. Whatever goes around, comes around. Hey, George Harris. So, so read the fifth chapter of this book uh, during this, spirit, this season, and I want you to read it four or five times. Uh, I'm going to read you a couple uh, uh, sections in this book uh, right now in the fifth chapter. Uh, this is the most important chapter, but, 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 you, but you won't really understand this fully until you read the whole book. And when you read this fifth chapter, you won't understand it completely until you read it several times. Okay, so let me give it to you a little bit. Spiritual capital is the start of true wealth. Own your power. We're not human beings having a spiritual experience. We are spiritual beings having a human experience. Life is all about energy. Think about everything that is important to you in your life. I'm talking about love, charity, compassion, faith, belief, vulnerability, joy, confidence, self-esteem, empathy, sympathy, and countless other feelings of the heart. But what do most people obsess about? Listen now, think about this at Christmas now. Things, homes, boats, cars, jewelry, clothing, and other things that blow away with the winds of time. Rodney says he's ordered the memo. Fantastic. Let me know what you think about it, Rodney. Put a, a, put a review online. 
And this is precisely why most and this is precisely why most people are well miserable. Most people are looking for love in all the wrong places, in things. If you want to get rich, then fine. Focus your energy on things. That's what we do most of the year, focusing on things. I don't get money. I don't get rich focusing on things. I've never done anything for money, just so you know. My man Quincy Jones, who I'll see in a few days, staying at his house. Quincy Jones is worth a half a million, half a billion dollars, who, is, who created Michael Jackson and created Oprah Winfrey and founded Will Smith and just an icon, more Grammy nominations than anybody, said he's never written one song for money. But what do you hear a lot of these rap these rap and gangster rap guys, and even people in professional sports today. Why are you going to be in professional sports? I want to get paid. I want to get rich. Why are you going to be a rap star? I want to get rich. Listen to the songs. It's all about uh, the, the calling women B's and H's and talking about Mercedes and Rolls Royces and not talking about the love and the music. It's not, a, and that stuff won't last. It's like the winds of time. You're rearranging the deck chairs in the Titanic and you'll never be happy. In fact, in, in your happiness will be short-lived. You'll never actually have joy because you're, because you're looking for love in all the wrong places. Hey, Sherry from Georgia. Uh, so back to this. Uh, I'm trying to talk, to talk to you about real wealth and extending this, this spirit of the season into weeks and then months and then to a point where it is fulfilling your and encompassing your whole life for the whole year. And once you do that, no one can hurt you because the only person who can truly hurt you is you. No one can love you more precisely and brilliantly and hurt you more perfectly than you can. If you want to get rich, then fine. Focus everything on things. But if you want to gain wealth, true wealth, then learn to think differently. Which I uh, talk about first in rule number two. Ambassador Andrew Young told me real wealth comes from how you think, not what you obsess about. Real wealth is about a certain view of the world, a perspective, a certain view of yourself. Okay, now, real talk, hey, Tyra, a certain view of yourself. There is a difference between being broke and being poor. This is my quote. Being broke is a temporary economic condition, but being poor is a disabling frame of mind, a depressed condition of your spirit, and you must vow to never, ever, ever to be broken again. So, so again, if you have inner wealth, you'll never be poor. But if you don't have inner wealth, all the money in the world cannot save you. Did you get that? True poverty has little to do with money. To be clear, I'm not talking about sustenance poverty. Okay, I'm talking, I'm, I start going, I don't want to get too deep into the book. I want you to read that. I want to just give you a couple of high points to deal with the spiritual, uh, spiritual wealth message. Okay, getting out of your own way. This is, what I'm, this is the, the essence of this message tonight. Are you guys enjoying this, by the way? Okay, I'm not wasting your time, hopefully. I'm talking about being limitless and about extending this, this reason for the season and this feeling to all parts of your life. Let me know that you're with me here, that this is not a waste of your time so I can continue. Got a couple of thumbs up here. Uh, okay. Okay, it seems like we're, okay, all right. Okay, good. All right, then I don't want to waste your time. Let me get we'll continue here. I won't waste too much of your time. We're in this 27 minutes. We're going to do another, another five or 10 minutes or so. Getting out of your own way. My friend Quincy Jones says we are all terminals for a higher power. Okay, great. See some hearts and some, some thumbs up there, so thanks. We're all terminals for a higher power. In fact, the entire purpose of life just might be becoming transparent to God's will about learning to get out of your own way. Woo! Truth be told, I spend my entire day trying to get out of my own way. Did you hear that? That's me talking here. I spend my entire day, every day, trying to get out of my own way. 
Do I wake up some days feeling insecure? Yes. Do I wake up sometimes feeling um, alone? Yes. Do I wake up sometimes feeling shallow? Yes. Do I wake up sometimes feeling like a failure? Yes. Do I wake, do I wake up sometimes and not feeling like a success? Yes. How often does that happen? Really every single day. Okay? It just and it used to be my whole day. It used to be my whole year. Now it's seconds. Now it's just a moment, a tinge. All right? And then you get over it. And so you've got to then... It, so as I put in love leadership... That, that, that all courage is is your faith reaching through your fear, displaying itself as action in your life. Write that down. That your all faith, all courage is, is from Love Leadership, my book Love Leadership, another bestseller, is your faith reaching through your fear, displaying itself as action in your life. You do not have to feel ashamed if, you're, uh, if, if you uh, feel fear. That is normal. If you feel insecure, that is normal. If you feel uh, limit, uh, that you have limits, that is normal. But, but, but as, as Benjamin Mays once said, Dr. King's mentor, uh, he once said that the real sin is not failure, it's low aim. I want you to aim high. Hey, Terry Wells, that's right. Aim high because, and then fall forward. If you're going to fall, fall forward. But you got to aim high. It takes just as much energy to succeed small as it does to succeed big. To fail big as it does to fail small. So why don't you try to aim at succeeding big and if you happen to fail, fail big do it with a splash or don't do it at all. No one needs mediocrity, not even you. So <clears throat> my whole thing every day is trying to get out of my own way. It's just trying to get, try, it's trying to get around my fears, insecurities, my limitations, uh, all the negative thought processes that's swirling all around you. It's about getting out of your own way. All right? So this is, a, this is in Chapter 5. So what is the problem? Ourselves. Me. You, us, Craig says this is life-changing. I remember asking my friend, the world-renowned philosopher, Dr. Pe Dr. Pekka Himanen, co-founder of Global Dignity. Go back and watch this with your family, by the way. Hey, Shirley Evans. Watch this video with your family over the holidays. What matters most in life? I asked Pekka what matters most in life. He gave me a different answer than I thought. He told me that the thing that matters most is that we are most afraid of ourselves. We are afraid of ourselves. There are the, and that's why I say that there's nothing more, more dangerous in the world than a, than a powerful, high-confidence, low-self-esteem leader. A powerful, in a powerful position, not because they're smart, high-confidence, so they have abilities and intellect, but low-self-esteem, they don't feel good about themselves individually, which means they're going to try, to try to step on your head to elevate themselves. That means they're operating out of fear and not out of love. That means they see you as a threat, not as a brother or sister in the movement. I spend half of my time with so-called leaders decreasing me and increasing them because they feel inf inferior about themselves. It has nothing to do with me. I'm not going to let somebody else's insecurity, somebody else's fear to damage my view of me or to even my damage my, my view of them because they can't help themselves. They're miserable. And I don't, and I, and I don't plan on letting misery love uh, join joining misery as company. Misery loves company. I don't plan on joining. I'm an eagle and I don't hang around buzzes and turkeys. What about you? We are afraid of ourselves. There are the public parts of us that we hold up to the world to view. For example, our Facebook profile pages and our Instagram feeds. Am I getting too personal here now? <clears throat> and then there are the private parts that we are on some level ashamed of are afraid to show the world for fear of being judged, of being found out. Come on now. The first narrative, 
Okay, you guys appreciate that. The first narrative, the public part of ourselves, is broadcast and shared with the world through something we call our personality. The, world per, the word personality comes from the Latin root word persona or to perform. Hold on now. So your personality is your performance you're putting on for the world. Am I getting too personal? Am I getting too deep here? Is the memo coming cutting a bit too close? Let's have some real talk conversation here now. Our personality is the performance we put on for the world. It is not necessarily fraudulent or dishonest, but it might just be a vehicle to keep everyone at a distance from our true private selves. Call it self-preservation. Again, surviving, not thriving. In the case of some, the public persona is a full-on replacement of the true self because we believe it looks better. Because we believe our personality looks better than our true self. Sadly, this is the beginning of all bad things in our lives. With our public self, we get to be perfect only twice. Listen now, this is deep. We only get perfect only twice. When we are born and when we meet somebody for the first time. And so we often subcontract our true selves to caricatures that we believe are more interesting than our realities. Is this getting too deep? Hey, hey Kendra. Touched up social media photos all too often show a better side of us than what actually exists. And so we claim the better look as our own. Boom. Do I need to reread that? This is from the memo. This is, this is the book that I wrote. Shirley says, go deep. I'm going to repeat that. Touched up social media photos. Nobody puts the, the most horrible uh, uh, version of their photo on, on Facebook. They put the best photo on Facebook. And some people put touched up photos that look nothing like themselves. They, they photoshopped it, the whole thing. It is no resemblance to them because they have their, their self-esteem is, uh, is so impacted that they have that they're afraid to show their true self for fear of being negatively judged, or worse, they want to show a better version of themselves because they prefer the better, better caricature or personality or perceived version of themselves than themselves. There's a whole thing about Hollywood and why it why it works. I'll get into it in a video that speaks to this whole situation. It is the only place in the world that pays you to be somebody else. Change your name, change your look, change your hairstyle, change your personality, change your interview, change your butt, change your, your, your breasts, change, your, change, your, change your, your whole deal, change your vibe, act like you're somebody. And then you have a bunch of managers and agents who are paid for you to then be somebody else. And you have people who go there as some Midwestern, not really interesting person, they go to Hollywood, and then the personality they assume is a collection of the images that they have played in these movies and on stage, and that caricature becomes who they are, which is why they're only happy when they're on stage. They are unhappy when they're not on stage. And I asked a friend of mine, why does John Belushi kill himself? Why does Marilyn Monroe kill herself? They're so brilliant, they're so amazing. She said this, because the same thing that gives them creative genius tears them up on a sunny day. I'm getting too deep for a Saturday night, I think. Make sure you share this video. Touched up social media photos all too often show a better side of us than what actually exists, and so we claim the better look for ourselves. This is just about the opposite of being reasonably comfortable in our own skin. Spiritual power and addiction. When we don't show up whole, comfortable, and present in our own lives, 
A bunch of behaviors begin to take up residence in our lives. Drinking, drug taking, smoking, complaining, overindulgence in sex, excessive shopping, oversleeping, uncontrolled social media posting, and a long list of other addictions. But none of this is really sustainable. None of this represents spiritual wealth, our true self. Addictions are reactions to emotions we cannot handle. When we have not healed from the real pain in our lives, and we have these addictions disguised as happy time, busily taking up occupancy in our emotional lives, things start to get worse fast. When there is a hole, listen now, when there is a hole in the bottom of our emotional cup of our lives, it does not matter how much more you pour into it. The cup still has a hole. Share this video. Every day, it takes more and more of the same thing to give you the same release. This is how, so you need more alcohol tomorrow than you did yesterday. You need more marijuana tomorrow than you did yesterday. You need more shopping tomorrow than you did next yesterday. You need more wine tomorrow than you did yesterday because you're filling a whole a cup that has a, that has a hole in it, which means you never fill it up in order to give you the same buzz because you have a sense of failure and longing in your own life. Every day it takes more and more to give you the same release. This is how people die. More and more of the wrong thing poured into their emotional cups. And long before the body dies, the spirit goes first. What did I say? We're not human beings having a spiritual experience. We are spiritual beings having a human experience. See, all this stuff flows together. That's what truth is. When truth, when hits, when truth hits you, you shouldn't have to make up a bunch of lies and, and a bunch of fabrications. It should elegantly just flow together. Damon says he'll get this book ASAP. Increasingly, what we are experiencing here in the United States and internationally is a crisis of spiritual poverty, a world that is full of fear and fading hope, a world of people, good people, God's children, who simply do not feel seen. I call them in this book the invisible people. Uh, Yvette says, very well said. Hope is the antidote to fear. Regaining your sense of self is the antidote to spiritual poverty. The first step is finding your identity project. I'm convinced that the way to save the invisible class and all of our young people who are at risk of losing hope is to help them figure out their identity project. Once you know who you are, you start to believe in yourself and your future. You begin building spiritual capital. You refocus your attention on positively and on positivity and finding your way out of the lonely wilderness of depression and fear. And go on, it goes on, it goes on. Um, I'm uh, going to end here. If you want me to read uh, section by section of this book and define it and unpack it, then give me some comments here below and I will take this book from the beginning. I'm going to Maui on a retreat uh, middle of next week and I will take this um, 12 hours of the memo on a road, uh, on a, on a four-hour road trip. Misty Craig, I think she said. Um, I, I will, I will go take this book with me on my my retreat, and I'll take it. I don't know, two pages by two page, and I'll read each section and then unpack it. But I don't want to do it unless you think it's important. Tanya says yes. Let me know if others you believe this is important. If you've enjoyed me reading a little bit of this book and unpacking its meaning uh, little by little, I'll do that on my uh, retreat for the next three weeks. Uh, uh, when I'm out uh, uh, in Maui, let me know what you you think. Uh, I'm not asking. Don't don't say yes because you think it's gonna make me feel good. I'm happy to 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 disconnect completely. But if you think this is important, I'll be happy 
to do it. I keep trying to find ways to get into your brain, into your soul, to unpack you, to, to, have, to help to reinvent you, to help you understand you've got no limits except the limits that you place on yourself. Now, I came from Compton, California, in South Central LA. I was homeless for six months of my life, but today I travel 500,000 air miles a year. I'm one of Delta's top 1,000 travelers out of 80 million frequent flyers in the world, 2,000 plus meetings a year. And as Jamie Nelson just said, I had dental surgery, like serious dental surgery, uh, two days ago, well, Friday, and I showed up at work. Actually, yesterday, yesterday morning, and I showed up at work because my mind and my spirit was right. My body decided it was right. And after a three or four hour nap, I was ready to rock and roll. Uh, that doesn't mean that's the way you should flow. I'm saying that once you get your spirit right, nothing and no one can stop you. You become limitless. And that's how you then move into 2018 with a whole new vision. Sean says, yes with a whole new vision at yourself so you can extend this, this holiday season, this feeling of love and joy and, and empowerment and giving and that you feel resilient and you feel uh, immune to failure. You start taking no for vitamins and people around you stop abusing you or you stop letting them abuse you and you stop letting people obsess or take advantage of you because they have a negative feeling of themselves and they dump that negative feeling on you and then you start feeling negative too. I want you to take your damn life back, starting right now. I'm out, unbossed and unbiased, coming to you straight and no chaser from Atlanta, Georgia. This is John O'Brien. This is the reason for the season. It's God's love. It's unlimited possibilities. It's sharing all of your gifts with all that around you because you need to watch how you live your life. It may be the only Bible that anybody else reads. If you can't do it for yourself, do it for your loved ones, do it for your mate, do it for your children, do it for generations yet unborn. You don't get another time to do this. There is no uh, second chance. There's no retakes that you are older today than you were when you started watching this video. You don't go back. You can only be present so that you can go forward. And this moment creates the next moment. Hear me? This moment creates the next moment. So what are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? with this moment. I love you. I'm out. Share this video.